0: What's up, listener? Thanks for clicking play. This week on the and Nerd Podcast, we remember the late, great Bill Paxton. Discuss a boatload of superhero movie and TV news. Everything from new trailers to casting announcements and even an Academy Award. Wowie zowie! Plus, we talk Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., LMDs, catch up on Season 7 of The Walking Dead and share a bunch of awesome listener feedback from you and a whole lot more geeky goodness all in this edition of the Jockin' Nerd Weekly for Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. Jockin' Nerd! Check.
1: Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jockin' be nerdin'. you funny. Disturbing.
0: Give it it, it. up two times. We're jocking the nerd and we're spoiler alerting right here. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, listener. My name is Imran.
2: My name is Anthony.
0: He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? How's it going? What's up, dudes? Fuck you! Good Earth to you motherfuckers! Welcome to the show, where every week we sit down and we geek out about comic book and superhero-related stuff in the movies on TV. We got your geek news, reviews, and interviews, keeping your weekly quite geekly. Thanks for checking us out. If you're a first-time listener, here's what's gonna happen on this show. We got a bunch of news to catch up to, because we didn't do a news last week, and lots of shit has been going on. It's going to be tons of fun. And then we're going to discuss the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. LMD arc because they've been doing some interesting things. It's kind of the middle third of uh, season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we will catch up on The Walking Dead. And then we will share a bunch of listener feedback, lots of good stuff. Geek Mooner. Also, if you're a first time listener, I want to recommend a couple of recent shows we did that are really cool that you will enjoy. Uh, Like I said, we do news reviews and interviews. Check out episode 153 in the feed uh, where we had an awesome conversation with cartoonist Greg Shegal. It was me and Ruggs, and we talked to Greg about uh, just making comics, independent publishing, working at Marvel while they were bankrupt. If you're into, like, listening to creators and independent comic book artists talk about their process and get geeky about, uh, you know, how they make their comic books – that's a great show to listen to. You will enjoy that one. Greg's awesome. It was great. That was a, you weren't on that one. Did you, I, I bet know. you didn't even listen, you bastard. It was great. Okay, it was great. See the jock, the jock approves. And then our last episode listener is no a,
2: comment on if I listened to it. it
0: was great. <laughs> All right, thanks, <laughs> It was great. Uh, you are not incorrect, Anthony. And then the last episode check out episode one fifty five. Very different, unique episode. We have a listener who was a legit wildlife toxicologist who studies polar bears, Dr. Adam Morris, Ph.D. He is now our official Jock and Nerd podcast uh, science guy. We have a science advisor, and we did a whole awesome Science of Superheroes episode. Uh, Really different, but really geeky, science geeky. If you like that stuff, check out the last episode. That one, Anthony, you were on. What could you tell the new listener about that show? It was great. It was great. <laughs> they are great. We oh, yeah, Tony, like the Trump. T- Trump. He's t- <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Great. Best science, and superhero show ever. Terrific. Great. I got, a, I got an announcement to make. Adam Morris. Not only is he an awesome listener and he made an awesome guest. He is also a new patron of ours on Patreon. Oh, oh, nerd. Nice. Along with Ron S Hans. We picked up two new patrons. Thank Fuck you guys. Yeah. Right. Nice. Thank you guys for pitching in. And your, you're your, great. They're like, great. They're great. They're great. They're so tremendous. <laughs> they have stopped sucking off the teat of free content and are contributing listener. You should take wow. a lesson from them. We should have more people
1: on and then they could probably be- turn into patrons.
0: How about that? right? He's paying us and he came on, but we yeah. love it. We appreciate all the support. Now, Adam Morris, like I said, we christened him on that last episode. Official Jock and Nerd podcast science advisor guy. And I'm going to put him to work right now because before we begin, I want to. I had a question that I forgot to ask him. ...during our conversation because we geeked out about so many things. Uh, Here it is, Adam. Here's my question that I forgot to ask. Spider-Man's sticking powers. There was an issue of Spider-Man in the 80s where Electro somehow, for some reason, figured out that, like, static electricity was what Spider-Man was using to climb walls. And he sucked all the static electricity out of the air... And Spidey fell. Oh, shit. His sticky powers were gone. And they've never done that since then. It's never been discussed uh, after that. It was like one episode. And I was like, first of all, why wouldn't Electro just do this every time he fucking spits Spider-Man now? He figured out how to do it. But my question is, Adam Morris, is that how spiders do it? And could a human generate enough static electricity, whether bio-organically or mechanically or technologically, could they generate enough static electricity to be able to climb walls? Hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna ask him. So, Adam, if you uh would be so kind to send in your answer. You can email us, but I prefer audio, of course. Record a little voice memo on your on your phone and just email us uh what you think about that. Is it possible? I wanted to do.
1: I just thought he dipped his fingers in honey.
0: He's very sticky. Yeah. <laughs> He's using stick'em like old NFL days. See, I just made a jock thing. I just made a jock reference. Isn't that right, Anthony? Yes, sir. The, and it was, it, it was great. It was great. It's great. All right. Look, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's get it going. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Head. Podcast. Long. It's great. Best news ever. Uh, look, listener, if you want to get in touch with the show, as always, we say this at the beginning of every news segment. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us. You can send us your voice via SpeakPipe message. or Just send us an email. Let us know what you think. Join the Facebook group. We got to start, of course, by remembering an amazing actor who suddenly passed away, like, out of nowhere. Of course, the late, great Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Every, the, uh, everybody loves the Bill Paxton. I feel like there's every decade has Bill Paxton moments that uh, people have, uh, you know, clombed onto and that they quote. And so many movies this guy was in. So many. What an amazing character. Actor, the only guy to ever be killed on screen by a predator, a terminator, and an alien. Geek boner. Whoa. That's saying uh-huh. a lot. Uh, Rugs, uh, what do you, what, what do you remember about the Bill Paxton?
1: Uh, aliens, obviously. He was great in that. He was great in weird science.
0: Oh, weird science. Shaggy, older brother,
1: shit. Older brother turned into a big piece of shit. And,
0: uh, game over, man. I mean, how many, everybody quotes that it's game such a, over, man. But what the fuck Absolutely. are we going to do now, man? Game over. Oh, so it's so good. Uh,
1: he was in that other, uh, what was it uh, a simple plan? That yes. Was a good movie.
0: He was in a simple plan and, uh, one false move. He has a lot of really great dramatic crime noir, uh, roles. And then like just comedy roles. And then, oh, Apollo 13, Apollo 13, tombstone, true lies, uh, twister. Titan. He was in Titanic. He's he, and then most recently we saw him at Agents of Shield as uh, Agent Garrett a couple of years ago. That's right. He did that. I used to watch Big Love, which was that amazing series about uh, Mormons like, and polygamy, and he was great in that. Like the guy could do anything, and uh, it was just sad. Edge of Tomorrow, Nightcrawler. So, did you ever find out why he died? It I, apparently. I guess I heard it was like during surgery. There was like, uh, what, oh, was what? really? Yeah, like, after the surgery, something went wrong, or during it. But what was this mysterious
1: Ooh. surgery he was having? Was he uh, having, like, some kind of thing that's embarrassing that no one wants to talk about?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could have been a routine thing, and something went wrong. Like, shit happens. Mm. Even in the most it basic... could like, yeah, it was getting... Complications
2: following heart surgery.
0: Heart- oh, Ooh, yeah, see? heart and that, surgery. There, that is a, the riskiest of surgeries you could have.
2: Hmm. that sucks. Dang,
0: so Mabit. Predator 2, man, the, yeah. The guy I mean, the so biggest thing is, awesome. is
2: aliens. I mean, what do you mean they cut the
0: power? How could they yeah. cut the power, man? They're animals. How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was great. He, he always, Deep I mean, over. he he just had that charisma, you know?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, really he had good. That crazy grin.
2: Yeah, he, he could play that crazy fucking guy real, really easily. And like in Predator 2, he was like that. He was basically Mel Gibson. Like that, yeah. that crazy cop that just went yeah. in
0: there and got his ass kicked by a predator. We will still get to see him in. He w- he is in the Training Day TV series that is coming out. So he's in seven episodes of that. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Then, there, well, and then there's sucks, another movie. Yeah,
2: 61 years old. That's pretty young.
0: 61. Very young and very sudden. You know who else I feel bad for? Uh, Bill Pullman. Because I think a lot of people thought he died. Oh, shit. Because you always get the Bill Pullman and the Bill Paxtons confused. And now you know Bill Pullman should probably come out and be like, "No, I'm still good. That was not. That's not me. You're confusing me for the other guy." What is that? Just me? Nobody else confused uh, Bill I Pullman? I don't and even Paxton? know who Bill Pullman is.
1: No, I I I distinctively know who they
0: both are and never confuse them.
2: Bill I Pullman. Do.
0: Pullman was yeah, the, the president, president br- from Independence Day. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah,
2: I guess he's been, no.
0: He's been uh, no. Yeah, I don't confuse it. No, I don't. Bill Bill Pullman's Let's always
2: look, had like those too. like serious like he's more of a serious he's got that serious voice where paxton's always i was always like this guy's like a fucking maniac dude
0: he's a crazy man yeah. yeah that's even when he knew on agents of shield when he was on you're like there's no way he's playing a good guy right he's this is fucking bill paxton all right so rest in peace bill let's start with the dce you fellas oh fuck bad news continues to go crazy uh and uh we you know the last new show we did we talked about Matt Reeves walking away after Ben Affleck says, I'm not directing myself. Matt Reeves is approached and Matt Reeves walks away. Well, all that was wrong. Matt Reeves accepted the position to direct the Batman. Ben Affleck is still the Batman. They're still going to make this movie. I would have loved to have been in that conversation, though. I want to know what happened.
1: You could tell it was a very <laughs> fucked up like negotiation process. It, was, it must there have was been. was all kinds of shit going on. It was it, a whirlwind.
0: It must have been like trying to sell a used car, a lemon on a used car lot. What do we got to do to put you in the scene of this movie, Matt? What, you want a trailer? You want a trailer the size of Affleck's trailer? Done. What do you need? And he's like, fuck this. And he walks
1: out and he's like in the parking lot about to get into his car. And then the guy comes running out. But we'll
0: give you. (laughs) You want to get paid like Ben Affleck? We'll pay you like Ben Affleck. Whatever it takes. Oh, shit. Here's what I think happens. From from what I can uh, deduce from reading a bunch of articles. This is what the negotiations and this also relates to all the other directors that have dropped out uh, from Flash uh, and James Wan. So basically, after Batman vs Superman, it appears that, you know, the studio decided to get more involved and they've been chasing away a lot of directors because of this. Now, the ones that have managed to negotiate and make it back like your Matt Reeves and actually like James Wan. Remember, for a second, there was a rumor that he was out of Aquaman. What I think their negotiation piece is they want they'll come back. But we need creative control, which is very smart, which is the only way that, uh, you know, Warner Brothers may be able to save these movies. You have to get that. You want these directors. They're great. Now, step the fuck out of the way and let them do their job.
2: Man, you know, I'm like, first off, I'll say I like that. They got Matt Reeves. Yeah, but man, I'm so done with this already.
0: Right. (laughs) This news just makes my head hurt. This is like Donald Trump press conference every day, back and forth. What the shit? Just make the movie already.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just so, do it and
0: make it good. Make a good movie. So, look, Matt Reeves, he's got War of the Planet of the Apes coming out uh, this year. He did Dawn. Affleck goes, I'm still Batman. It's I'm still, still Batman little, and it's I'm still belie- welcoming Matt Reeves. For
2: me, it's a little believable. It's more believable that Matt Reeves would get creative control than, like, say, a David Ayer. Only because David Ayer, yeah, he had a good movie, but he didn't have a blockbuster. And Matt Reeves has a couple of blockbusters now one that's coming out this summer but he's got one
0: Yeah,
2: he's had Yeah, he's got one that He's had very success. Yeah, he's had success in a blockbuster. So maybe he was able to, yeah, to does, negotiate yeah. that like hey don't fuck with me.
0: Yeah, that's a good That's a good point and I feel like uh James Wan may have made a similar deal with them threatening to leave trying to get creative control. Uh so the you know, I don't know, yeah, I think like his Suicide Squad was still that was the first step of them stepping in to hack up the movie. After Batman vs. Superman. So, Wonder Woman now. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. I got a piece. This is going to be shaky. So, but, before we get to that, they're making a Nightwing movie? Oh, shit. What the shit is this? Did you see this? The Lego Batman movie would, director, I... Chris McKay, is going to direct a Nightwing movie. How are they going to just up and uh make a Nightwing movie? Where does this yeah, fit there's in? There's like
1: no mention of Nightwing at all in this continuity
0: All we know that one Robin is dead, right? That's all we know from that one brief fucking second scene. Is Ben Affleck going to be in this movie? I mean, how do you jump to the Nightwing without even doing a Robin? You have to acknowledge Batman in some way, don't you? You got to acknowledge the history of that he had a Robin, that... This is uh, uh, Dick Grayson and his oh, whole you, background. If you were a
1: Nightwing fan, and you went to this movie and they didn't acknowledge Batman, would you think this was a bunch of bullshit? I would think it was complete bullshit.
2: There, there's so they have. To there's no it. way they make a Nightwing film and don't acknowledge Batman. I can't. That, that to me would be insane.
1: Well, don't say that. There's no way because DC does this fucked up true. shit. Oh, they'll fucking do. It. I, I just, I just no, don't. I'm see just with, saying, with
2: Ben Affleck as Batman. There's no way you can't acknowledge that.
1: They need they need to announce a Affleck cameo or something to make people like be like I I mean that was the first thing I thought of I'm like they announced a Nightwing movie but they didn't announce that Bat Batfleck was attached.
0: Well, I don't think at that time I don't even know if they know if uh, Affleck will be around after the Batman. I think they're hesitant to say this. Whoever's playing Batman, they can certainly shove. Well, him maybe
2: in the they Nightwing. want to make a Nightwing movie where he kind of stands on his own and there is no Batman. So that you're not thinking, well, yeah, this is Nightwing, but you know who's cooler? Batman. We should have Batman in this
0: fucking film. (laughs) Maybe they spin this Nightwing out of the Batman somehow, set it up in that movie. If they're smart. It's just way
2: out of left. Like, who's... I I mean, Nightwing's very popular. But, like, who's clamoring for a Nightwing movie right now?
0: I don't know. They keep just jumping over things that they have to establish.
2: I feel like they're just... just, And to me, it seems like this universe, especially if Affleck sticks around is becoming very, very Batman centric again.
0: Well, that's still what happens. Because uh, you've got, let yeah. look, if you
2: look at it. You've got the Batman you've had, yeah. you have Batman in, in Justice League. You'll have him. You had him in Batman v Superman. You
0: had him in Suicide you, Squad.
2: Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. You had him and you had like more multiple villains that were Batman villains. Right. Now you're getting a Sirens movie, Gotham Sirens. That's Batman. Really? That's Batman. You get a Nightwing movie. That's Batman. That's That's Batman. Batman. Related. How much Batman are we getting in? I mean, I know that the DC comics are full of Batman, but now we're just going to translate this to film. I don't know.
0: I mean, if he is the one putting the Justice League together, are they going to try to make him like the the Phil Coulson of the fucking DCEU? where he's has to? Or the I mean, I mean the, he is kind the of Big that Fury. In the DC comic. Yeah, yeah, the Fury of it, where he's in every movie trying to Suicide Squad sequel. There's probably Batman's going to be in there.
2: Every itineration of Justice League that's been out like in the past ten years has Batman in it. Like he's in the dark. He's like in Justice League Dark. He's in the one with he's on the West Coast Justice League or whatever the fuck they call it. He's on everything.
0: Yep, he's uh. You gotta shove him in. I think he's on that Magic Justice League team now too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, are saturated the market with Batman.
0: If Batman's Batman's out there, nobody cares. I still say Steven Ewan for Nightwing, for Dick Grayson. I think that would be awesome. That's cool, right? I think it'd be cool.
2: I just want him to get. I want the physicality to be there. Like I want him to. He could hold up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he a could. little bit.
0: Uh, who else? Anybody else you'd want to play Nightwing? Uh, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, picking up from uh, the Nolan universe. Maybe.
2: Uh, I would. I would have liked it if he wasn't already in the Nolan universe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of guys that are young that could do it.
0: It's just, it, it seemed to have come out of nowhere. There's no other, like, when it's it's coming out. Nobody knows how it's going to tie in. So let's see what happens. I mean, you have to, like, is it going to be a Bloodhaven? Are they going to put them in Chicago where that's, uh, the comic happens sometimes? Then you've got to introduce Bloodhaven. I don't know. Stephen Yoon. Hm, maybe. Stephen Yoon for uh, Nightwing. Uh, so I mentioned uh, Wonder Woman a little while ago. Apparently, they have screened this movie for test audiences. I saw this. As they do. And the test audiences seem to be responding positively. Okay, that's fine. But... Did you see the one I saw? Okay. No, is that... This is a Cineblend uh, article. has a bunch of tweets. And people aren't saying what movie. They're saying, you know, they saw a DC movie. It's awesome. But remember when we had that story about Batman versus Superman screening and everybody stood up and gave it a standing, yeah, but that was, that
1: was not for the actual studio. that, I, did that I, shit. Don't,
0: I don't know how much, how much, my question is how much can we rely on these test audiences? Are these, is this, if this is the general public and they're positive on this, that's good. I also heard it says here, Chris Pine overshadows Gal Gadot's performance a little bit, which is a little bit worrying, I guess, because you don't want your Steve Trevor to overshadow your wonder woman. I I saw, I saw, I think that this
2: wasn't the article. I saw another article where there was like a few positive ones and a few that were just kind of right in the middle. Ah, so it wasn't like overwhelmingly like positive. It was more like some people really liked it and some were like, eh, it's okay.
0: Okay. That's a, that's a, that's progress. At least it's not a fucking hot mess. I guess so. (laughs) At least they're not saying it's not not a hot mess. So that's coming out June. We just got to wait till June.
2: Do you think when they do these test audiences, like, don't you think that Even if it was bad, they would they would try to stop that leak real quick, especially with it being this early. stuff.
0: Absolutely. Someone says here, one of these tweets says anyone who so much tweets an emoji reaction to the Wonder Woman screening can be sued. Don't bug them looking for their reaction. Hmm. So this is not one of those screenings like uh, Kong. Skull Island recently got screened and they wanted people to tweet. And those responses are amazing. Like people are loving this movie. This isn't one of those screen. Well,
2: Marvel does that too. Yeah.
0: Remember like we yeah. said, we, Marvel's yeah. done
2: that too. Yeah. Where they, where they released movie. They, they put the embargo, they released the embargo real early on a critic screenings. Cause they're, they're so confident. So this it, is like,
0: yeah, two weeks early, like Kong, like they did with winter soldier. That makes sense. This is something different. This is them still trying to figure out if the movie works and what what they can recut based on test audience reaction. Yeah, that's really early. It's very early. So they don't want any of this when does getting this really out. Come out. June. June. Yeah. Okay. So they have time the, to do
1: sho- they, they have to, still they, have to yep. rest- they do have
0: time to reshoot some stuff. So let's see if they uh can can take the uh response and okay. fix it. I'm telling you guys doing. now, DC, you see boobs? More boobs, 10% yeah. more, <laughs> more. More boobs will fix any movie. Just fix it in post. Hot, fix it in post. You do that little, you know, the little liquefy she's, action on the she's boobs. Prego and... now. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, she got a second one she's, coming out.
0: She's fantastic, and I mean, she already had a kid. She, dude, she, she looks, did. she looks great as Wonder Woman. I mean, How do you have a kid and look like that? I don't know. Lots of work. <laughs> you got to be really rich. <laughs> you got to pay a trainer. Yeah, and that's your job. But man, she looks amazing in every shot as Wonder Woman. So. At least she's going to look great. Yeah, we're going to have some some nice eye candy. Uh, This next bit of news uh, is more evidence, listener and you guys, that we are in an alternate reality. Something happened. Something happened, and we are in a separate alternate universe. I have three pieces of evidence. Evidence number one, the Chicago Wubs won the World Series. Evidence number two, President Trump. Oh, (laughs) shit. That's all I need to say. evidence number three that we are living in a fucked up alternate universe we now live in a world where we have to say hey have you seen the academy award-winning movie suicide squad oh shit uh are you fucking kidding me surely you can't be
2: serious i am serious
1: and don't call me Shirley.
0: how did this happen
1: i don't know isn't that
2: crazy it's, it's not i mean it's it's for best makeup dude
0: uh, that's the thing. It is your best makeup. <laughs> and uh, to be fair, the makeup wasn't what made this movie uh, not that great. The makeup wasn't the problem.
1: Yeah, it was basically Killer Croc that won it. for
0: them. Well, th- there is, if you break it down, there's a great article of, uh, in the show notes. Listener, you want to follow along, visit the show notes, com slash 156. Screen Rant has this article. Is That's uh, why Suicide won its Academy Award. And they break down the process, like how the awards are judged how they pick these people, and there's a lots of uh, uh, variables. Like, they're initially picked by people in the industry in terms of hair and makeup, but then once they narrow it down, any, all, the whole academy votes on movies, and many times, the a lot of the people voting have not seen the movies. They just have to just pick something. Uh, the other thing is that uh, it's, it's best makeup... Not most makeup that wins, and so the best makeup award is really—it's not a makeup award; it's more of a special effects award. What gave this movie a leg up was the wide variety of effect makeup effects they used. So, like best makeup is like like I said, an effects award. So they use prosthetics, they use actual makeup, they use CGI. It was the combination of all of these, and then the other two movies again were Star Trek Beyond, which I thought had a really good chance with all its aliens. Uh, aliens. And this little movie called A Man Called Ove, which was uh, aging makeup, was really good makeup, making this guy get older in a realistic fashion. But, man, it's like, I feel like this movie's going to walk around with an inflated head and be like, I want an Oscar. Oh, we're Oscar winning. Oh, you mean Oscar winning Suicide Squad? Yeah. I've seen that. (laughs)
2: It's uh, it's weird. The only people that are.
0: for makeup. Yeah. It's okay. The only
2: people that are walking around with inflated
0: heads are the DCU fanboys. They're like, oh, Stephen Heldon is never. Steve. Yeah, he's never gonna let this one go. Yeah, you know, he's a troll. It's an Oscar, and I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> how much do you think Zack Snyder is pissed too? They're I mean, like, God damn it! I can't. The third movie, the one that I don't do, gets an Oscar. Shit! Like he would have just loved a little. bit. I mean,
2: it's that. fucking makeup.
0: Yeah, they did a good job. Look, they did good. I, I think I even the, initially stuff, said
2: that the Killer Croc looked
0: good. Yeah. Look, the 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 designer Alessandro Bertolazzi, who won the award, uh, he's been in the industry thirty years, making working on makeup. The people who did this were told go all out. They were uh, veterans, skilled craftsmen, and they they did a great job on the makeup. So uh, yeah, they deserve an award. So that led me to think: how many other comic book movies actually have won Oscars? And there's not that many. This Suicide Squad is the seventh only. Here's the other six. Superman, 1979, best visual effects. Okay. Batman, 1989, Tim Burton, best art direction. Okay. Okay, I, I agree with this. Here's a weird one. Dick Tracy, 1991 for best original song and best makeup and best art direction. Holy crap. Oh, shit.
1: being off of the 1989 Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down to the music.
0: That's true. Wasn't it Danny Elfman also on Dick Tracy?
1: I don't know. I right. think so. It, uh, it sounded a lot like Daniel.
0: It did. Next one, Men in Black. 1997, Best Makeup. Spider-Man 2, 2004, Best Visual Effects. And then the biggest, most high-profile one. Of course, you know what I'm going to say, listener. The Dark Knight, 2008. Best Supporting Actor for Heath Ledger. And it also won Best Sound Editing. I didn't know that. Two Oscars. Wow. Now, Suicide Squad joins this group of comic book movies that have won Oscars good for them good for you suicide squad yeah
1: well you we got spider-man 2 and dark Knight. those are really good movies
0: so. do you guys think a superhero movie will ever be nominated for best picture
1: yes when i directed it. <laughs> 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 Ever? i mean ever
0: uh, yeah
2: ever mean ever mean yeah probably ever yeah but
0: that would be, that's Anytime what, soon. Yeah, that's what they got to get. It's funny how, you know, they're not like, but the thing is, is like, they're
2: not even aiming.
0: For no, that. they're really not. They're not. Yeah. Other
2: than not. like the dark, like the dark nights, the last one where I was like, they were really going for some shit here.
0: Yeah. That's about to say the same thing.
2: Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's just not what they're, they're not looking to hit that.
0: If it happens, it will happen just by sheer coincidence or like accident. You know, they just want to make a great movie. I mean, uh, I don't even follow the Oscars. Is yeah. is the Academy still like just
2: nominating? Holy shit! Movies Did that you not watch absurd? the
0: best Oscar awards ceremony ever that I've seen in a long time? Did you see all that shit that I, happened?
2: I I know what happened. We don't need to recap it, but no, I didn't. Watch oh, it, it was
0: it was great. It was great, and, I, and that's embarrassing for them. Yeah, <laughs> some people think it was rigged, which I don't know why you would rig that because the dude got fired. Uh, Yeah. That was that was That's fa- what Tweeting does. Dude, fantastic. Fan- tweet on your phone and get fan- fired, you dumbass. Fantastically entertaining. Jimmy Kimmel did a good job. They also in the in memoriam section, there was a person who was not dead. Oh yeah. in the list of dead people. So there's a bunch of fuck-ups. Oh, it, fuck. it was great. It was the best Oscars ever. I don't think anybody was watching. So, okay, last thing for the DCEU. This just broke uh today, yesterday, uh Zack Snyder's birthday was, I think it was yesterday. And for his birthday, guys, he gave us a little taste of Aquaman underwater footage from Justice League. Geek Mooner. Have you guys seen this little clip that he uh, tweeted out? No. Click the link there, Ruggs. I have. So it's like 20 seconds. Yeah. It's it's
2: actually not bad.
0: It's not bad. It's 20 seconds of uh, Aquaman uh, swimming up to uh, what looks like maybe orm or poseidon it's somebody in with in, with a helmet royalty type in a throne and uh you see there's a little bit of color in there there's pink i'm guessing this is wire work and green screen with cgi yeah. hair and those are actual people this is not all because C- at first i was like is that all cgi but i don't think it is
2: yeah i think it, most of it is cgi but i i I was like, "There's no way this is underwater." First off,
0: no, this does is look a, like your,
2: wire work is a good suggestion. That might be right. They're
0: work. just pulling him forward. I mean, yeah. he's flo- he's he's flowing. He's moving with very little resistance. But I gotta tell you, it looks it looks pretty good. I mean, his it shit looks always good. looks good, and this looks it looks dope. I like this little. And if you if see his hand this, filming it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they can keep Do you this. you think that that, that us, could be a CGI dude?
2: It could be. It totally. It totally could be a CGI dude. dude.
0: Yeah. You think so? Cuz the water obscures it. It's well, it's really muddy and it's a little blurry. Yes. But it also looks like he's just being pulled by some wires uh and and floated up. I there. just flip-flopped him run. <laughs> you think he it's CGI? Just flip I just I I It's a CGI dude. At first dude. I thought it was CGI, but then I was like maybe it's wire work and green screen with a painting back there or it could be, but I think what they do is they or a combination, mocap, they, mocap They could
1: combine it I think there's a little CG in there.
0: So maybe you do like a mocap w- wirework guy and then you CG everything on top of the mocap information.
1: I just think you just take the dude's face and then you, mo-cap ah, you put him on top. Face and you just put his face on there because the face is what gives everything away.
0: But if this is going to be you can nail the face, yeah. you can get away with it. But yeah, and a lot of times they'll cut a real face on top. Uh, like I like the way the underground water looks. It's lush. It's got coral. There's pink shit. Uh, it's not bad if it's, this is for the Justice League. I, I think you're
2: right, you're what
0: right,
2: this right. clip has shown us, what this clip has shown us is that they can probably nail the the, the shots where it's a little bit in the distance. Yeah. But when, let's see what happens when they get close and yeah. they're breathing underwater.
0: Yeah, and talking? Are they going to talk? Is it going to be telepathic uh, communication? Is there bubbles going to come out every time they talk? And it's going to look silly? Like, how the fuck are you gonna do this? I'm so curious. I can't wait. I mean, this, wait.
2: this is definitely this is definitely one of those things that, like, you, we're gonna look back on and be like, "How the fuck did they do that? How do they yeah. make people talk underwater?"
0: I mean, is he's beating uh, James Cameron and Avatar to the punch because I don't think this has been this? done. No, I can't think of another think movie, been done. especially yeah. Aquaman, where large parts of the movie are gonna happen underwater. The Avatar is gonna be completely CG, so we don't we don't need. There's no mystery. to That's that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, looks Cameron good. Will probably Look, do it better anyway. So never said Sn- never said Snyder's shit looks bad. It always looks good. It's uh, the writing and the characters and the storytelling. All right, mostly. All right, mostly. Moving, All right. On. moving on to Fox Marvel news. Listener, by the time you hear this, Logan will be out for a couple of days. It's out, uh, and it is ninety three percent fresh. Mooner on the Rotten Tomatoes, not too shabby as Where of this you recording. See it? Ah, uh, pot either. So we're recording this on a Thursday before it comes out. If I don't see it tomorrow night, I'm uh, it's going to be Monday night that I'll have to see it. Okay. But hopefully we can all see it and review it That'll next That'll probably week. be the next show. Yeah, I think That'll we should all watch show. it. Listener, you will get a review of uh, Logan hopefully next show and uh I got there's a couple of new tidbits we talked about how The critics came out. They showed it to the critics. Critics reviewed it positively, blah, blah, blah. And then they increased the running time by three minutes. So, of course, what do we think? Everybody thought there was a post credit scene. Like, Marvel has been known to do this. Like, they're adding it afterwards so it can't be spoiled. Well, I don't think that's what's happening. I believe there is no post credit scene. But there is something before the movie. Now, this is already out on the interwebs. Rugs, you tell me if you don't want me to spoil this for you. People can find this information. It came out today. Do you want to know what the deal is?
1: Uh, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Okay. All right. All right. This is what I'll do. I'm going to take off my headphones and I'm going to count to 11. Is that enough time? Or are you going to go longer than that?
0: Uh, Anthony, do you want to know what this is? I clicked on the link, so. Okay. Okay. R- Let's go over it. Okay. Ready? Hit, yeah. you got to hit that spoiler button. There. I will.
1: Trap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
0: Listener, mild spoilers for Logan. If you don't want to know, uh, fast forward. But before the movie starts, there will be a Stanley and Deadpool cameo <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Uh, to set up Deadpool 2. What's going to happen is uh, you're going to see this. This was the sequence that was filmed in January and you're going to see Stanley and Deadpool talking about Deadpool 2 and discussing various topics for the movie. And there'll be some original songs, some songs for the original film. So this is the closest we're going to get to a Deadpool Wolverine crossover. Uh, th- I This is this is pretty cool. I wish I didn't know this, but there was no way to avoid it. So it'll be fun to see what it actually is. OK, no. rugs. You're clear. All right. You done? Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert over. Very exciting.
2: Let me say one thing about that. Yeah. I wish I didn't know that.
0: (laughs) I know. Me too. Okay. (laughs) But uh, uh, it was like, I was like, should we talk about this? I was like, it's out there. It's on fucking all the websites and it's kind of cool. And uh, whatever. Moving on now. We know that Logan is the ninth time Wolverine's playing Logan. The nighttime Wolverine is playing Hugh Jackman. Or the other way around. The nighttime Hugh Jackman is gonna be Logan. He's done. However, there is one situation where Hugh Jackman would reconsider retirement of Wolverine. And it's something we all hoped he would say. If Marvel did it. Exactly. As reported by Screen Rant, Jackman definitely would have reconsidered calling it quits if Fox and Marvel Studios. Could reach an agreement that would allow Wolverine to appear in the Marvel Cinematic he wants to
1: Universe. Be, he wants to be in the Avengers.
0: He wants to be in the Avengers. He said, if that was on the table when I made my decision to quit, it certainly would have made me pause. That's for sure. Because I always love the idea of him within that dynamic. With they should the Hulk.
1: Like make him wear a costume.
0: Just, uh, what do you mean? Like put him in the actual yellow costume?
1: Yeah, you got to wear a costume. Everybody else is wearing a costume.
0: I, dude, I that, and that's what we—that was always our dream—is like not the yellow one, the poop brown the, one, the poop brown and tan. I one. like the brown and tan one. I know that one yeah, uh, a lot.
1: Uh, that's what I started reading. He was it wearing have that to one's be yellow. yellow. It just has to have the that one's
0: fucked.
1: <laughs> it has to have the stupid cowl on with his arms showing, you know, and the, and like the weird stripes on the side.
0: Look, look, Sony, uh, Sony made a deal with Spider-Man. This never say never. This could happen. I just wish there was a shot of him trying
1: it on, being like. Putting it
0: on, going. What the fuck? I know. I wish they. I don't even think we we're gonna get that in Logan. Yeah, that'd be great. Just a little nod.
2: The closest you got was in uh, the case
0: in the deleted post credit
2: scene. Yeah. scene or, uh, yeah, it was in the case. On, on the on the case in the DVD, and yeah, it was deleted.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, moving on to uh, a little bit of MCU MCU news. We have a, a reported budget of on Avengers Infinity War. Guys, listen to this. This was reported by the Atlanta Business Chronicle. The Chick-fil-A CEO and Pinewood Atlanta Studios co-owner Dan Cathy potentially revealed the budget for Infinity War and its sequel while at a luncheon. He said, we now have on the lot down there now the largest film production ever with a $1 billion budget. Oh, shit. So he didn't say what the movie was, but everyone's assuming it's Avengers Infinity War and the sequel, which is filming back-to-back at Pinewood. Uh, this would make these movies uh, the t- top two most expensive movies ever made, even at $500 million. Do
1: you think they're going to make their money back?
0: Well, they got they can make a billion on two. I think they'll make a billion on just the one movie. On the first uh, they'll just chapter. Break
1: even, they'll break even? No. Or they'll double it, you think?
2: They, I mean, they're filming these. What, what, so What's this is a billion-dollar budget? Billion dollar budget for the both movies filming back to back. I actually think they're saving money filming it back to back.
0: Absolutely Absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think both movies will make over a billion. Right? I
0: they think could, so. They could double this, which is crazy. So uh the website, the numbers, has a list of films ranked by production budget. Right now, Avatar, most expensive movie ever made, budget of four hundred and twenty-five million dollars, followed by Star Wars, The Force Awakens, 306, Pirates of the Caribbean, Spectre. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, Captain America, Civil War, highest budget Marvel movies at 250 So that's at 250 So each one of these movies is doubling their highest budget. Holy shit, dude. I mean, you, this movie, this is going to be epic. It has everybody. Space Wars, Thanos. You need all this money.
2: I mean, both Avengers films made over a billion. Age of Ultron, which everyone thinks was a weak film, or a weak film, made right?
0: 1.4. So, if Avengers Age of Ultron can make one point four billion, these movies may make Fucking three billion! They may break records for how much a movies ever made. Yeah. They're gonna make a lot. They're gonna make a lot. That is an insane of what. It's billion. gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the greatest movie ever. One billion dollars. Okay, time to get into some trailer talk, fellas. Uh, I can't. Wow, he's We had some really cool trailers. Drop and to very wow, drop. G- drop you said drop I, mean, I think drop. he said dop, but he doesn't want to acknowledge we, <laughs> we had some trailers
2: you dop. also earlier in the show said the yeah, chicago the hubs list. won uh, the world series
0: they're not no called the hubs <laughs> these are all things that uh exist in my little universe in my <laughs> in the alternate that this shit alternate slow you... <laughs> me down it doesn't slow him run down okay. no not at all nothing You know what I mean. Listen to the context, listener. You know what I meant to say. I never- Figure it out, you fucks. (laughs) Figure it out. I don't pronounce anything the right way. The Chicago Hubs. So, a bunch of trailers to varying degrees of spoileriness. Now, Ruggs, I know how you are with the trailers and the spoilering. You don't like to watch these trailers after a certain point, do you?
1: Yeah, because, like, once. I just need a little bit to get me tickled. I just need to see, oh, I'm interested in that. And then after that, like, it, it's overkill. Because then I've seen all the greatest scenes in the movie. And then when I go watch the movie, I feel like I'm watching a trailer that I saw already.
0: So- gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a valid concern. So let's just start with Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I watched this trailer.
0: Okay, they dopped a new trailer. Yes. And, uh okay, so this one, I think, like, they'd already tickled us. But we wanted a little more. I think this one out of all of them does a really good job at not giving away too much. What do you guys think? Do you agree with this one? I would actually. I would agree that they, uh, it seems like the marketing
2: on this, and I'm, I'm happy that they're not giving away a lot. But it seems yeah. like the marketing so far has just been, you love these guys. Let's just yeah. watch the band get back together. Yes, like there, There's literally been zero plot. Yes. Zero story until now. Up until the very end of that trailer. Yeah. And even I then, mean, that was something yeah. that was shown. Let me finish. It, that was something that was shown, but it wasn't really there's not much given away other than, oh, you're meeting his dad.
0: It's a great reveal of Kurt Russell as Peter Crow's father, Ego, uh, but in his human form. And I think that some of these scenes, some of these settings, they, they, it must be his planet form. Like, I don't know which ones see I don't even think see they're not even but you you know that you know that that's ego right the
2: casual fan doesn't even know that that's a fucking planet they're
0: gonna blow their mind once they see this then they're like wait he's a what also get the fuck out of here but yeah yeah yeah. no I love this again they're, they're highlighting the characters they're highlighting the the charisma the chemistry the humor uh, a, a little bit of the story in the sense of you see that Aisha, the gold bad lady, and she's just kind of saying, we see all your flaws and we're here to, to uh, eliminate you because you guys are flaws. But yeah,
1: I don't, no story, but it looks amazing. I probably would have not shown his dad at the end.
0: But I, th- I don't think it was bad. I don't think they, they even gave away that much. Mm. I think it's they just, just Kurt- wanted to show that Kurt Russell's in this film. Right. Yeah. And it's just Kurt Russell in a beard. He's like, I'm your father. You're like, cool. It's Jesus. Jesus, I love the music. I love the choice of music, the Fleetwood Mac uh, chains, you know, keeping in tradition to the awesome mix volume two. Um, I love that Fleetwood Mac song, great classic rock. So, and uh, just, yeah, fun trailer. See, I actually wasn't as high on it. And, it. and this sounds like
2: contradictory to what I've said before, but I almost felt like it was just a lazy trailer.
0: They're just showing you kind of the same thing again. Yeah, they're just showing you yeah. the, them just being them. It's a fine line, though. You're right because there's between showing you the same things again and giving you giving away too much. You know, like it was it's literally.
2: Like, it felt like a music video.
0: Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind that. I f- I like that. You feel that they're holding back. You know, they're holding lot, back a
1: lot. Hopefully, which is good. Which is great. That's good.
0: I like yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. The next trailer, which is a bit more spoilery, Ruggs. Did you get to watch? No, I am not watching The any final Kong trailer game? for Kong Skull Island.
1: Look, they I got so pissed when I saw that clip of Kong taking out that thing with a rock.
0: I mean, this and shit is, is all like, over the television too. And I yeah. was like,
1: fuck this. I'm not watching any more trailers. I'm like, I'm done. Because I've I've seen some reviews of Kong and they're very positive. Yes. But they also say that a lot of the stuff from the trailer is like the best part of parts of when you see King Kong.
0: This is what I'm afraid of, is they may have possibly kind of shown us the whole, the, the whole movie Lame in this trailer.
1: You gotta wait till you get it in before you splooge. <laughs> we already splooge. You can't, can't spooge while you're taking that out of your pants.
0: I mean, it makes me really want to see this movie more, but I will be disappointed if there isn't fucking more shit that uh, we haven't seen. Like, you see the fucking squid monster, tentacles for a second, you see him... uh I do love the moments where he strips the tree down to a bat. Uh, he's fucking badass, and his scale is amazing. Again, another great music choice—60s uh, music, uh, appropriate. We got to get out of this place. Appropriate, uh, appropriate pick. But I think they might have just showed us the whole movie. Yeah, now you
1: just—you just told me shit that I didn't know, and now you I
0: asshole, Imran.
1: Oh, Sorry. <laughs> now I'm pissed at you. You. Oh, uh, uh, you just watched
0: the movie to fill in all the middle parts of what uh. happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it, the movie looks fun. First off, the, I'm 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 super pumped for the movie. Uh, yeah, this trailer definitely showed us a lot though. So a lot. Holy fuck. Hopefully, there's yep. way more because wow, oh that trailer so. showed us a shit ton.
0: Good humor. They put some jokes in. I feel like it's gonna have a nice balance of humor. I
2: think <laughs> they wanted to they wanted to highlight just how fun this was gonna be.
0: Yeah, it looks fucking fun, dude. Corey Hawkins is in this also. This dude's everywhere. Good. Doctor they, ca- they got a really good
2: cast for this film.
0: Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, Sam Jackson, John C. Riley. Uh, fucking who else is in here? Uh, Sam Jackson. Did you it. Jo- yeah, John-, John Goodman, Loki, Tom Hiddleston, Corey H- uh, Hawkins, Horry
2: Hawkins. Yeah. George uh, Clooney. Not George Clooney. <laughs> the guy that played <laughs> George
0: Clooney as King Kong. The guy that
2: played uh, Doom in Fantastic Four. The shitty Fantastic. Oh, Toby
0: is in Toby this Kebbles, too. Yeah. Oh shit. Whoa. He was good. Yeah, I mean He's already uh, played an ape in a movie. Oh yeah, he was uh Koba. uh Koba, yeah. In the Matt Reeves. Wasn't that Matt Reeves also that's the Matt, Reeves, yeah, that's Matt yep. Reeves? Yep. Okay, so one more trailer uh came out, which is for Alien Covenant. This one I uh Rex, did you see this one? I don't know if it showed too much, possibly at the very end. I wish they hadn't showed that thing at the very end. But uh, this one uh, is kind of I liked it because it, it it gave you more about the story in terms of this mission is made up of couples. I thought that was interesting.
1: Hmm.
0: Everyone's paired up. This group here. Yeah. Did you see it, rugs? Or no.
1: No, I refuse to watch it. Okay. It's got a. It's got another
0: good horror vibe.
2: I would Some say. I liked the trailer because I'm a alien fan, right? But I read some comments that kind of like swayed me the other way. I, I I think the alien looked good and and there was some brief shots of another alien in there. I think the only thing I'm worried about is although Prometheus was way out of left field and never answered any questions, yeah. it kinda of like built the world a little bit. And it feels yeah. like this trailer is kind of this movie is kind of taking us back to that first alien slash aliens, like a mishmash of that. Yes. And this is not new ground. This is more just, oh, we happened to make a fuck up and
0: now we're encountering aliens. It's kind of like they're doing a Force Awakens Star Wars to the yeah, alien. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will agree it does like the first alien movie was, you know, for all intents and purposes, a horror movie. This one is definitely has those horror scares. It's got that same feel. A group of people. They don't know, you know, something's after them. Uh, I, but... I like this. I think this will be more entertaining than Prometheus.
2: I, I don't, I think Prometheus was entertaining. It just never answered any of the questions it brought. Yeah. Up.
0: It's just got more action. It I, seems, I read another uh,
2: person that said this. So it's not my thought necessarily, but I think they, what they said was after aliens, there really wasn't much to build upon in this universe. Yeah. Other than yeah. maybe like the, the engineers, but like the more you add to this universe, the more it kind of falls apart. And the what, what he was saying was, it was like some random commenter, but he was like, the first alien was basically all about like birth and rape. That's basically what it was. Right. He used an alien as a, as an example of it. And then the second one was more about like motherhood and protection and, and, you know, being, being, having a family. And that was right. with, you know, and then once after that, these films have kind of just tried to like alien three was kind of just like alien, except on a, Different world, but then these films try to world build, and when when you try to world build this stuff, it wasn't intended to be built like this. Mm. So it, it kind of falls apart on itself, and and they try to make these elaborate world building things when it's really at its core just about rape or it's just about motherhood.
0: Which is why, like, still those first two movies probably the best out of the bunch. You know, still, if you think about what they tried to do after, not what they're trying to do before uh yeah the
1: first two are on a different level
0: they're on a different level now this one I mean I love you got the Danny mcBride and James Franco it's a fun cast and and uh uh again this this trailer I think at the very end of it they didn't need to show that uh Anthony you know what I'm talking about I know what I you're talking about things. um yeah, yeah
2: I would say the uh, hopefully that they don't just have cgi aliens yeah I would also it's say that I actually alien. think they are still holding back stuff okay. because we know that David from Prometheus is in this film, but they haven't yeah. really shown
0: him that, he, that's that other he's uh, what we see of uh, what's his name. Fassbender is the other dude the other that he's name. also playing. Yep. I forgot what his name is
2: Forgot said. his name. And then we also don't see Numi rape rip repus, whatever her name is. Oh, we haven't seen her at all. So I still think there's more that they're holding. back. She was the doctor, right? Uh, She's the one that survived at the end. Right. And went right. And like,
0: all right. Take me to their mm. home world. She may show up at the end or at some point.
1: Hmm. I'm going to watch it regardless. So,
0: yeah, no, it's going uh,
2: to
1: be the trailer. I mean, you don't need to see the movie. I'm going.
2: I, I, mean, I, also, I read some yeah. review. I read some uh, screenings and it's fucking brutal. Oh, really? Yeah, I like that. I like and that. it'll be beautifully. Sh- I mean, uh, really, Scott did it's, Prometheus. It's rid- so it wasn't yeah. it was he, he he does have duds occasionally, but at least it'll be beautifully shot.
0: It's yeah. Ridley Scott, man. If I you still want I to- didn't
1: like Prometheus. I didn't like hate it like everybody hated it. I just thought it was a different movie than I was expecting. Yeah, like, that's all. and it yeah. seems
2: like he's listened to that feedback and been like, yeah. "All right,
0: I'll just give you Alien again." Well, yeah, it just seems like you bastards. You just want Alien again? Fine, fine. Yeah, it wasn't Alien what I expected,
1: old. but I didn't hate it. Like everybody ah. fucking hated it, but I didn't, I didn't hate it.
0: They also they re- they uh, released a three minute prologue uh, called Prologue Last Supper. And it's weird, I I didn't know if it was a prologue that's not in the movie, but I watched it, some of the scenes are in the trailer, and uh, basically, let me save you three minutes, it's just the couples hanging out uh, in the mess hall the night before they have to go to bed, and they're joking around, and there's like a pseudo scare, that's not a scare, and really nothing happens. And then she's just like, you guys are great, you're doing an important thing, you've sacrificed a lot, and then it just kind of ends, so. It just gives you a feel of the chemistry of the group, being that they're all either boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife. They're all oh. coupled, coupled up. So, you can watch it. It's uh, It's just, uh, it's all right. It's fine. Okay. You get, you get to I'll meet the it. characters. Danny McBride's kind of funny. He's got some funny lines, of course, making everyone laugh. Being, uh, what's his name? What was that guy? Uh, he's like uh, Kenny Powers in space is what this fucking movie is. <laughs> all right, let's move on to some DC small screen Television news. Uh, remember we talked earlier how CW is getting another superhero show. It's yeah. called Black Lightning. It was supposed to go to Fox, and uh, Fox didn't want it, and CW is taking sloppy seconds, of course, as usual. Well, we have our Black Lightning, everybody. They have cast uh, actor Chris Williams, who has been who's on the Heart of Dixie, will uh, which I guess was a CW show. Hmm. Well, we return to the CWS Jefferson Pierce in the forthcoming Black Lightning series from executive producer Greg Berlanti. It also we got some character breakdowns and a quick synopsis. I don't know this Chris Williams, but he in looks Art of Dixie's
1: not on my must watch.
0: This. Right. It's not. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have. So the character breakdown for him is. A handsome fit with an athletic build, former three-time gold medal decathlon winner, who is now principal of a high school in South Central Los Angeles. Whoa. He's a father figure. That sounds like that Lean on Me movie. A father figure to his student and hero to the local community. Jefferson is charming, charismatic, smart, and has both warmth and humor. Devoted to his two daughters, remains deeply in love with his ex-wife, Lynn. Great passion for justice. Quick temper that he has spent years learning how to control. Think Idris Alba. He's the lead. So that's the character of Jefferson Pierce. That will be black lightning, which the show centers on Jefferson Pierce coming out of retirement as a vigilante and DC legend black lightning.
1: Uh-huh. I like the character breakdown. It's like be an actor that we can't get to be on this show.
0: Yeah. He's like, we need someone uh, like Idris Elba. Of course not Idris Elba. Cause hell never.
1: You won't do this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we need Idris Elba light. Can you, yes. you get that? Uh, we have more awesome <laughs> casting. news, a lot of crazy casting. We're going to move on to the Marvel Inhumans show, which is uh uh – they they've said it to come out this September. We have cast our Black Bolt, Medusa, and Karnak. Geek Booner. Yay. All of them in the lead for Marvel's The Inhumans as Black Bolt is actor Anson Mount, Whoa. who is star of AMC's Hell on Wheels. He's going to be Black Bolt, king of the Inhumans. I don't know this guy or Hell on Wheels. Rugs, you watch Hell on Wheels? Uh, I I know who he is. He's basically like a poor man's
1: Jim Caviezel.
0: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. He's got a good face. He's got a great face for Black Bolt. Plus, this role, you don't have to say anything. I wonder what the audition was. They were just like, just whisper hello. And he's like, hello. that's it. You get the role.
1: You think they're going to have like a thingy that he can put on and then he can talk?
0: I mean, in the comics, they, they would do like there was a safe space in... Adelan where it was like he could they could go in there and he could actually speak like the cone of silence yeah it was kind of like an astral thing it wasn't reality but they would all meet in their head or something where he could actually talk so they could do that you but, know what's a similar really,
2: performance to this what when Tom Harding did Bane oh uh, how's that you didn't ever see his mouth move so he was no but there. this is oh that's true and this guy's not really gonna move his mouth so this is the opposite. Of... We'll see his mouth; it just won't move. Yeah. So it's a lot, a lot, like, a lot of eye expressions, a lot of yes, physical, physical.
0: A comments. lot of uh, about to say something as a threat, but not actually saying something. So a lot of parting of the lips. That's all little be. Whoa. That's what his audition was. Let me see you part your lips. You get the role. That's beautiful. Actually, I think even
2: a... Black Bolt like doing that, whispering. Like yeah, that'll, that'll
0: destroy it. Yeah. yeah. You got a pretty mouth, Anson Mount. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> why. That's why you got the role. Medusa has been cast. Uh-huh. This girl's name is Sarinda Swan. Yeah. She's very easy on the eyes, I'll tell you what, to look at. I'm not familiar with her She was on either.
1: Smallville, and she, I think she was Zatanna on Smallville. She was
0: on Graceland, Chicago Fire. Yeah, she was Zatanna on Smallville. That's correct. Uh, she will be playing Medusa, who is the queen of the Black Bolts, who has crazy alien, uh, sentient hair. Uh, that, so, uh, they're saying she's going to bring a, the Sarinda Sur- Swan brings a regal elegance as well as a sense of inner strength, fierce determination. Uh, she is, uh, she's quite attractive This Sarinda Swan. Anthony, you familiar with the Sarinda Swan? No, I'm about to get familiar with her though. Get familiar. Graceland. No. <laughs> was she in the Fafnake? No. I don't think so. The tomorrow people break out Kings. Uh, Tron Legacy. She had a small part. Supernatural. I'll say this:
2: both of these castings so far, and you're going to reveal. I think one more, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they both yeah. kind of look like the
0: characters. They do. I'm I'm worried about her acting chops. I saw some things about people were like, she's not the best, uh, but she's I don't not, know. She's not. Okay, okay, so that's confirmed. And but then she's not like horrid. Okay, she's just you know, she's like when
1: I uh, remember when we watched uh, Agents of Shield. And we thought sky was a little bit of a bad actress in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, she's gotten so much better, but yes. I mean, kind of like the same thing.
0: All right. There's room to grow rugs. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So, yeah, so far they look the part very, very well. And then finally Karnak, which is Karnak is Black Bolt's cousin and has those weird powers where he can, uh, figure out what to do. Tactical things. He can figure out machines, this guy is being played by Lost and X-Men, The Last Stand veter- veteran actor, Ken Leung. Yeah. We got an Asian guy. We oh, got an Asian bro. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy's awesome. He's in everything. He's everywhere. Rush he's Hour. Everywhere.
1: That's
2: where I remember him from.
1: He was in Rush
0: yeah. Hour. Oh, yeah. He's in The he, Sopranos. He's, like,
2: he's he, in Lost. He's like, come on, fight like a man.
0: Fight like a man. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: And then Christopher Oh, he's a person...
0: <laughs> person of interest he played miles on lost uh and then kid omega and x-men the last stand great actor this guy's a great character actor again another really good pick like this is a great pick for karnak i can't this this show's gonna be awesome and let's not forget they're filming it in imax with imax cameras imax money it's gonna be nuts
2: Jeez, you're like about to bust a vein dude
0: holy shit i can't wait for inhumans on tv uh with imax screens okay so good stuff there. Uh Marvel needs another show. Do they? They don't have that. <laughs> Do I, they need another show? Well, if you try to keep up with like the CWDC network. I am, I am, but, I like, am you got Netflix, I'm somewhat
2: eye. intrigued by the Inhumans because I really I really and thoroughly enjoy
0: Black Bolt as a character. They're they're great characters and done well. Like it, this could be really awesome. So uh casting news continues over at Fox. With uh, Matt Nix's X-Men pilot. And remember, this is the one where it's going to be about a family with mutant kids. And they're on the run uh, underground mutant uh, uh, network and stuff. A uh, couple of interesting cast choices. Jamie Chung cast as Blink in the pilot. Oh, shit. Jamie Chung, who, who's playing uh, uh, Valerie Vale on Gotham. Yeah. Was, was it, she was the real world girl.
1: Yes. She was on Real World. I don't know San Francisco or something. I don't remember. She
2: was on uh, San Diego. She's fucking hot, dude.
1: San Diego. Yeah.
2: She was. Uh, I loved her, dude. She's smoking. She's smoking, smoking and
1: uh, yeah, been acting for a little bit. I say present tense.
2: What did you say? Oh, still. Oh, you said she's still hot. Is that what you said? She's still.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she is.
1: She's great. Like I loved her. I'm like, no, she's still hot. She's still. Yeah, hot. You're right. You're
0: right. Look, she's uh, she's she's working on her Fox superhero creds. Like she had a great run on Gotham, and now she's playing Blink, Blink, who we saw in. Uh, did we see it in the Last Stand? Wasn't there Blink in the Last Stand? She was yeah, blinking around was a little bit. Was that, was that in good. the Last Stand or days or of Days of Future of fu- past. No Days of Future Past. Days of future past. Yes. Blink has the ability to teleport almost anywhere. Blink's real name, Clarice Fong Ferguson, in the comics. And then she can also focus her abilities into spear-like forms, giving her an endless amount of range. So that's a great cast. Then you got uh, Stephen Moyer from True Blood cast in this pilot. I believe he is going to be, he might be the dad of uh, the family. Okay. And this came out, uh, Amy Acker, who's done lots of television. She's going to be the hot mom. She's going to be the mom. She was in Person of Interest, an angel, and she was, wasn't she just in, uh, was that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a while? I don't remember. What the fuck is this show He's about? been
1: in a lot of jobs.
0: This is the show about the family of mutants that's on the oh, right, run. Right, right. They don't, I don't think they have a name yet. Uh, this is all for the pilot. Matt Nix wrote this pilot. But this is the pilot that's also going to be directed by Brian Singer. And produced by Simon Kimberg, Jeff Loeb, Lauren Schiller, Donner. And then finally, they've cast another X-Men. So already we have Blink, and you're gonna get Polaris. I really like that they're pulling actual X-Men into this show. Uh J- uh the Emma Dumont. I don't know her. She's uh Bunheads, she's from Bunheads. Anyway, she's been cast as Lorna Dane as Polaris, who has kind of magneto-like powers. So they're pulling, they're pulling some X-Men uh people into this show of uh, I don't know when uh, it's going to start, but they're going to get a pilot. Hopefully it gets picked up because it's a pretty pretty good cast. Pretty good veteran TV cast right here.
1: Hmm. I still think they need a couple more people to round it out. So is is
0: Blink the the lead?
1: I don't know. No, I think that she's she's going to be like, I think that Polaris is going to be the head of the X-Men because she's like got the most cred, right? She's like Magneto's daughter. I don't know.
0: Blink maybe someone that like friend befriends the family and tries to help or goes between. I think Jamie Chung is
1: older, so she's she's probably. In, I don't know. It's really weird.
0: Maybe Blink's in charge, and then uh, these kids are uh, like little kid mutants. Well, yeah, it's going to join.
1: Be a younger girl than Jamie Chung.
0: Yeah, but yeah, Jamie Chung. This Blake is definitely older than that. Polaris looks very young. So. Huh. We'll see. We're gonna get another X Men Fox show, which is fun. Okay, two more things before we're done with the news. You guys remember Castlevania? Anthony, do you know who Castlevania is
2: I'm familiar? I've uh, I've heard of it.
0: It's a video game. A classic video game uh, on the NES. Was it on the NES originally? Oh, this fucking <laughs> game. It was on Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So Symphony this is of kind night. of exciting. Adi Shankar, the guy who brought you, uh, I think he did uh, Dirty Laundry, that Punisher short. And uh, the Power Rangers, that dark Power Rangers fan film Mm -hmm. short. Adi Shankar, executive producing with writing talents from Warren Ellis. Oh, shit. Are are bringing you a dark animated Castlevania show for Netflix.
1: Whoa.
0: Uh, It might come out later this year. And uh, Adi Shankar has gone on and said, This is going to be R rated as fuck. Like, he's like, This is going to be an adult dark violent he wants it to be the best fucking video game adaptation we've had to date in shankar's words r-rated as fuck uh but warren ellis and adi shankar uh bringing castlevania that's pretty cool
1: warren ellis is adult as hell
0: so he's very adult amazing comic book writer he uh uh the one here is trans metropolitan they give him credit for but he's done many other things uh, so he they, they want to do Castlevania done in the vein of Game of Thrones. And it is animated. At first, I wasn't sure, like, is this live action? Super violent, satirical, animated. That should be cool. Even if you don't play video I'll, games. I'd be checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a violent Castlevania. And then finally, guys, Marvel's uh, Alexander Alonzo. Is that his name? Editor-in-chief? Uh, a- Axel Alonzo. Sorry. tuck to Twitter. To tease this weird thing, he just casually dropped this image of something called Batch H. And what this image is, is they're, they're in some lab, and there's a big green tube. And in this tube, you see a hybrid of the Incredible Hulk and Wolverine. You see the Hulk with Wolverine claws. Oh, shit. Geek boners. is not even important
1: to do. If you have the Hulk, why do you need Wolverine? Yeah,
0: why do you need claws? And all it says is under construction. It says Batch H on the tube. Uh, very interesting tease. Well, now, that would, yeah. that would be the ultimate weapon is if you put adamantium in Hulk. Holy shit. Unstoppable. Yeah. And healing power. Come on. Hulk's healing a, power. He's already unstoppable and he already can heal. <laughs> That's he can true. You can't, can't even shoot true. his skin. You can't Hell even it. penetrate the skin. It's overkill a little bit. Yeah. I think this is interesting for a number of of reasons. first. The Wolverine first appeared in the Incredible Hulk comic book. Uh-huh. You know, if you remember uh, issue 180, 1970, 1974, last two panels, and then 181, full out brawl Hulk and Wolverine. Worth a lot of money in that comic book. The other thing that makes this interesting is both Wolverine and Bruce Banner are dead currently in the Marvel Comics universe. If uh, if you haven't read Civil War, I may have just spoiled it a little bit. Prepare to be spoiled. In Civil War, Hawkeye fucking kills Bruce Banner. Yep. And uh, Logan's been dead since 2014. Huh. You know the main one. All we have is X-23 as Wolverine and an alternate universe old man Logan walking around. So that's kind of is this? I mean, is this how they're bringing both characters back? It's kind of interesting. Huh. What do you guys think of the image overall? What do you think? It looks cool, right? Yeah, it looks cool.
2: I mean, yeah, it's, I, I would. I mean, I would have imagined that they would have done something like this, where they just combine character power. I think they've done stuff like this, where they character powers get combined and they create these weapons.
0: Well, there's also like, these, let's say you like put like
2: let's say you put like Captain America's body and Hulk and Tony Stark's mind together,
0: like stuff like that. Yeah, and they've actually we've had a Hulk Wolverine fusion just recently in uh, when they were doing Secret Wars. The Civil War miniseries, which was an alternate take on Civil War, where it was a world where Tony Stark and Steve Rogers never, the conflict is keep, keeps going on. Like, the conflict never ended between them. Logan, at some point, transforms himself into a Hulk in that weird spin-off miniseries. Hmm. So, they have done this before, but I thought that was a, a weird tease.
1: I like it when Wolverine fights the Hulk.
0: That's a- yeah, I don't want them to be the same person. I want them to fight each other. I love, the image is cool. It's a great painting. Yeah. Alright, that's all we got for the news. Listen we're going to play a couple of quick promos. And we'll be right back to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Walking Dead.
1: Now I got to pee. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's not just any day. It's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at highvoltigeradio.com. And always remember New School Stale. Old school trash.
2: Hey, my name is Paul and I'm not an animal expert.
0: I'm Donna and I'm not an animal expert either.
2: And together we do a podcast about animals called varmints.
0: Every week, we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal.
2: But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture.
0: And we talk about whether or not the animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think that animal is on a scale of 1 to 10.
2: It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries.
0: Except not at all like that really in any way.
2: We're on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we're at BlazingCaribouStudios.com.
1: Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season they've got a new host new
2: games and a new day in time but that's not all now you can download their companion app triv now and play along in real time watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek radio Wednesday nights at 9 pm Eastern you can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and show times
0: Hey, listener, since it's uh, the first show of the new month, I want to thank all of our patrons on Patreon and all the people who have joined the Jock and Nerd fan club, which you can too at jockanderd.com slash Patreon. You'll be helping us out and you get tons of bonus audio hours, eight hours of bonus silly audio on there, post shows, uh, pre shows, whole episodes, instant reactions. But I'm going to take this time out to thank all of our awesome patrons. We got David Zika. Uh, you want to check out Zika's Viral Comics on eBay, Jimmy McPike, Jesse Looney, Adam Morris, Ron S. Hans, Marie Hopkins, David Milofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape, and Philip Milan. Thank you guys so much. For all your patronage and your support, join the Jockin' Nerd fan club listener. You will not uh, be disappointed. I can guarantee there's tons of fucking wacky wild audio to be consumed just waiting for you. dot slash Patreon. All right, look. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in season four. It could be the last season of this show. This is the second time its time slot has been pushed back. We're going to talk about this LMD arc. So, of course, I'm going to give you another one of these.
1: Track yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time.
2: Here, let me let me say something real, real yeah, quick yes. before you start because yes. this might be my only chance to say something. As you guys know, or if you don't know and you're listening to this show this first, for the first time, I haven't watched like more than one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: this <laughs> year.
2: So, with that being said, you might not hear me talk. I'm still alive. I'm just listening right now. So, Imran, go ahead and no wait me up I, when we talk about something else.
0: I will. I'll poke you. Yeah, I, I appreciate. I appreciate the disclaimer. Look, we won't right. spend too much time on this, but I do want to talk about it because it's kind of cool. The first see- arc was Ghostwriter arc. And that was it was crazy. It was unexpected. You know, clearly they think this is their last season. They're pulling out all the stops. And then the second arc, this LMD arc with Ada and Radcliffe and artificial intelligence and, and the dark hole being the tying thing throughout these arcs, I really enjoyed this LMD arc. Rugs, uh, what did you think of the LMD arc we just that we just they're taking a break, so they aren't gonna be back till April.
1: I understand. Well, the thing is they opened up with Ghost Rider, right? And yeah. Ghost Rider was great for the visual effects. Yeah. And introducing that kind of magic into shield but i feel like the lmd arc is actually superior yeah than the ghost rider arc like uh they were bogged down with those ghosts and that weird looking yes. stuff going on and it was it was just some of it was a little lackluster but lmd i think every episode i was tuning in to see what the fuck was going to happen i love ada she's hot she's so hot dude the and, hottest fucking robot on television yeah <laughs> and you know the twists and turns that it took Oh and God! Didn't Amazing. know what who was behind what and what was going to happen, and then the ending was a pretty big coup d'état. You know, it was really good. Yes,
0: yeah, we'll get to that, dude. So, the, like, I agree. Like, the Ghost Rider was cool for just like you said, the the gimmick and the visuals. But that the those ghosts being the bad guys was not very compelling, and it was just blah. This makes way more sense for the Agents of Shield show. Uh, it maintained awesome momentum. Throughout, so this is episodes nine through fifteen of season four. Great momentum, more realistic than Ghost Rider. I love how the Darkhold is still the thing that's tying the whole thing together, but it's enhanced the science. This is Ada's become a, a, a robot enhanced by magic. Right. Also, also it made sense as they went back to kind of uh, Inhumans versus Watchdogs. You know, the 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 fight in in terms of the political scene, which is way more relatable. And they had the little, you know, I think with the Ghost Rider, they had to do the Doctor Strange tie-in that may have held them back. But let's talk about these twists, dude. Crazy twists every week. First, Radcliffe is revealed as the villain and that Ada was not going rogue. Rather, she's following orders. And Radcliffe's the bad guy orchestrating this whole thing. Holy shit. That was crazy. Awesome. Then we find out Jeffrey Mace isn't actually an inhuman. He's just uh, another Captain America wannabe, hopped up on steroids, uh, and uh, you know he's he's pretending to be a human. That was I didn't see that coming. It's yeah. a great twist, right? I was
1: disappointed that he wasn't.
0: I kind yeah, I kind of was too because he's still the patriot though, and he got to suit up. So good patriot. I thought Senator Ndeer was a little bit wasted in the in the season, but even before that, when May when we found out May was an LND. And you you have that whole episode where she escapes, and you're like, yeah, badass. And it turns out that this is her simulation.
1: Yeah, that was another one. Yeah,
0: that was fucking great. Like all these twists, I was like, holy shit, dude! Every week made me want to watch the next week. And then, like I said, Nadir was wasted, but she was killed, and I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that you didn't expect. They were taking motherfuckers out. They were taking people out left and right. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. It
1: was it was good.
0: Okay, so we, and then this, the one some of the biggest twists towards the end, we find out that, uh, we know Maze replaced. Then we find out that Radcliffe had built another one of himself, which is cool, because remember at the end of the Ghost Rider arc, Ada was making that brain? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that brain? They made an LMD that has like this weird digital magic science brain. Well, that was nuts. But then they replaced fucking four other people as LMDs. Uh, Daisy. Coulson.
1: That Max, was awesome,
0: too. Five of them. And, uh, and Mace. And there's another one. There was like five of them fucking replaced yeah. that you didn't know. So I love that. And I love them. the secret with Patton Oswalt, too. Yes, we found out that Patton Oswalt, because we always thought he was the LMD, but. They were just siblings. Yeah. And, uh, the, and that's how uh, they used them. Uh, I loved the whole bit with Daisy and Simmons not being able to trust each other, being paranoid because each of them just saw the other people uh, become uh, LMDs. Oh, and the whole room full of daisies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like oh, crazy. that was crazy. You're like, what? She's like, there's an army I'm of me. Yeah, oh, my God. I would. I'd give room me 10 minutes in her underwear. Listen, give me 10 minutes in that room with the cameras turned off, please. Wait, you got my attention. Room full of daisies in her underwear? Yeah, they made like a, yes. they had
1: a bunch of LMDs of Daisy that are making for an army, I guess, or something. There's like
0: 20 of them oh, just standing okay. there in their underwear, and she hides as one of them as Mac, who's also an LMDs, looking for her. But I was like, that's the best room ever. Right.
1: This is the great thing about the LMD thing and this whole yeah. thing is that everybody got their moment. Like, everybody got a great yeah. moment. Yeah. Except for maybe Yo Yo. She really didn't get much to do this season, but there was a great Fitz and Simmons thing where they find out they think that they they don't know if both of them are LMDs. That was fantastic. And then she has to drop a car engine on him. And it was just pretty awesome, that whole
0: Fucking Fitz, dude, the way he played it. Like, I wasn't sure at that moment. It was good, too. It was was so good. Like, the computer alert goes off. It shows them. And they're like, one LMD detected. And they look at each other. And I was like,
1: oh, No one's watching this show. But it's going out in a blaze of glory.
0: They they are definitely going out in a blaze of glory. So after they replace four or five LMDs uh, with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, uh, Ada... Fucking kills Radcliffe and puts him in the framework. So all these people are in this thing called the framework, and it's really just the Matrix, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's very it's, big, big rip off of the Matrix.
0: It's the Matrix. It's a false reality simulation that while their their LMD bodies are out, which these LMDs that's, have all the same memories that's and the all the, only the same. Thing
1: that I don't like is this whole Matrix thing. if they didn't do this Matrix thing, I, I would like it more. I feel like that's a cop out, but. Uh, so I'm going to it some criticism. I feel like that locking people up into like a machine so they could live forever. I'm like, be more creative than that. You know, that's really kind of like hum ho. So
0: Anthony, check this out at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they never find all the, the, the real agents that were replaced with LMDs are still missing. So Daisy and Simmons are like, we're going to go into the framework. And find them. The framework is this thing Ada has put everyone in to think that they're living, but now, and it's it's all designed around their world. So at the end, the LMD May blows the the base, and everyone's in the framework. And in the framework, Hydra is controlling Shield. May's there. It becomes agents of Hydra. This is the next storyline they're doing. The next arc is called Agents of Hydra, where within this framework. Like uh, the shield becomes Hydra. Like Hydra never left in in that sense. And I was like, "Holy shit, what is going on?" Uh, they Wait, do they all LMDs these little... are now Hydra controlled. No, inside Ada put all these people in this matrix type framework, while their LMD counterparts are in the real world. So
1: the next season ah, is going to be them in the framework trying to fight Hydra that's in the framework.
0: And and Daisy oh, and season, Simmons. Season four just ended. No, this is like the middle. So what they've done is they've split this up into like three arcs.
2: Uh, When you
0: say season, then it confuses the fuck out of it. Yeah, it's still the same season. So we did Ghost Rider. We did LMD. The next one is called Agents of Hydra, I believe. And uh, it's all going to be this fake reality that's been programmed by Ada to fool them while they're trying to find them and get them out of the Matrix. Holy shit, it's crazy. So like Rugg said, I think they're going balls out. They're like, if this is our last season, we're going to go balls out. But it's possible it's out there last season because uh, the ABC boss said a lot of things about Inhumans running side-by-side with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, Inhumans isn't going to start till the fall, and that would mean that Agents, he's just assuming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets picked up for a fifth season. But this this may work, actually, to bring people back because it, it, it got better. It got pretty interesting.
1: Well, it helps that they can just go places they couldn't go before. Yeah, and you know, kind of. I mean, people are getting killed. Blood, blood blo- was blo- blo- everywhere.
0: Yeah, so. it's very violent, very dark. There's no, you know, people aren't safe. They're just killing people. Uh, I I gotta give them props. It's not, it's not bad.
1: Yeah, there was brains all over the place.
2: I've just been looking at pictures of Chloe Bennet in a bikini. <laughs> Fabbing pictures? <laughs> no, no. But it's th- th- weird though. If you look up Chloe Simmons or Chloe uh, Chloe Bennet, sorry, not Chloe Simmons. Chloe Binet in a bikini. A lot of, like, Ivanka yeah. Trump pictures pop up. It's weird. Whoa, weird. In a bikini, too. Looking strange.
0: So, Anthony, the last shot, imagine <laughs> That's my this. my contribution. Yeah, the last shot of the, the episode was uh the Treskelion. Okay. You know, you see May They pull back, but instead of the SHIELD logo, it's the fucking HYDRA logo on the building. What? Yeah, this is in the framework, in the reality that they are in, so... Uh, this is gonna like it really does open them up to do a lot of crazy things, go places, do things they they wouldn't be able to do inside reality. I'd have to watch um, this because so, it's
2: somewhat confusing hearing you guys talk about it.
0: I would just watch. Uh, just start at episode nine. No, I would probably start from the beginning. I'll oh, start with the Ghost Rider. Yeah, uh, it, the, this set, the second half does it makes the Ghost Rider seem a little lackluster because the LMD shit was fucking great, good stuff. All right. Let's see if this say. Let's see how they finish the season, and if it uh, gives them another season, if it saves the show. It's very interesting. There's really no straight up bikini shots, Anthony. No, there's some People, stuff. There's some. Not stuff like a
1: straight up I bikini. It's, like, oh, it's always obscured in some way. You got to check. One her where she, well, there's the one where shot. she's got her like
2: her boyfriend took a picture of just her sticking her ass out, which is quite fantastic.
1: Yeehaw,ner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I see that one.
2: Yeah. Her boyfriend's that. What's that dude? He's uh, the coward from Walking Dead.
0: Oh, he was Spencer. That's right. Spencer, oh, yeah. I like Spencer. Speaking of The Walking Dead, let's move on to The Walking Dead. And, of course, let me give you this.
1: Prepare to be spoiled.
0: Yeah, a couple episodes ago, we had uh, talked about the first uh, episode of the second half of season seven, which is episode nine. We're going to catch up on episodes 10 and 11. Let's start with 10, the one that's called New Best Friend where we meet some very a weird group of uh performance artists is that what they are? I don't know what they are. They talk weird. They dress in black. They were people were calling them the scavengers.
2: You know what they and were they like? Yeah. They reminded me of the Second Planet of the Apes film in the 60s. Yes. Yes. When it, yes. When it just gets fucking wacky
0: and you meet these fucking people that worship a bomb. Absolutely, like, post-apocalyptic weird cult. It it was very 60s Planet of the Apes. I, I gotta agree. That's an astute uh, acknowledgement. It, it, although, I did, I thought it was a good episode, because, again, it kept, it progressed the story. It, uh, it, 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 it featured everyone, the main group, and I actually, I rather enjoyed, like, the Junkyard set and the, the trash monster was fucking awesome. That was a great design on that fucking walker at the bottom of the trash pit. Uh, you know, and I think the dialogue was better because I remember you saying how bad Daryl's lines were in that first episode that a lot of that dialogue in that in that first episode was was, sketch. It was a little sketch well they didn't have
2: i mean they they created this cult of people that are fucking weird as hell, so the dialogue didn't really matter. They're like, "Oh, I'll go to the up 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 up
0: up 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 up, yeah, they all yeah, talked up. weird you must I, come I mean,
2: now. the show <laughs> that, that episode for me felt like the show was taking a turn from being like this hyper realistic world. To like, yeah. all right, we're just gonna have a little fun and like
0: it. it was campy. and make this more comic booky.
2: Yeah, it was campy yes, for sure. It was
0: definitely a little campy. Probably like the worst green screen background shot I've oh, seen ever. on the show ever in the,
2: in the history of <laughs> why, the show.
0: Why? Why would they make that look so bad? I and so somebody else pointed out that you could see a plane flying in the background. Like I don't know if it was oh. an error, but there's a fucking plane way in the background. Nice, but that. That gr- like, that's what made it feel like uh, Planet of the Apes. The fucking laughable green screen was so You think so they bad. did it on purpose? I don't know. Even the music was like synth music. They might have cheese balled it up on purpose. They might have just like, you know what? We're going to get a little cheese ball just for something different. But it's still, there were still some stakes and stuff. You need to drop a half a fucking garbage on that walker. No yeah, one thought to the, do
1: that the whole time.
0: No. <laughs> I know the whole. Time. It was a test. It was a test. At least he's got a uh, uh, an army now that's willing to help him. But he's got to bring him guns, right? Guns. That was the deal. Yeah,
2: that was a weird group though. Like the way I mean, it was a fun episode overall. But it, like you think about it, and you're like, so wait, this group just followed these people. Why didn't they just take the stuff from the, the boat instead of no, waiting? Yeah, they are
0: they were waiting for someone to get the supplies to the boat so that they could take it from them. Yeah, that's like what that's, Rick was that like. That right. seems more difficult. They're, dude, these people are weirdos. They built this whole trash dump uh, lifestyle. They're all safe there. Yeah, it seems silly. Like, what What were you doing? And Rosita,
2: uh, from, I remember watching this episode and Rosita being just a huge bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha asks her like... I forgot
0: what it's been oh, yeah. two weeks. Sasha, like, no, she's that line where she's like, just because we slept with the same dead guy doesn't make us friends. Oh, shit. <laughs> that
2: was like three episodes yeah. ago. But she was even in this oh. one, like they're like, um, like we got to take them back and recover first. And she's like, something along the lines, no, like we got to keep going. Like what the fuck or whatever. And it's yeah. just like, why are you being such a huge bitch? <laughs> uh
0: Also, we find she out uh, that's what the problem. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She needs.
2: She needs some dick. She's missing
0: her uh her Abraham dick. Well, Abraham and then Spencer. Wasn't Spencer giving it to her? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the problem. That's the problem. There's also the episode where uh did Morgan not tell Carol what happened? Or somebody Daryl lied to Carol. Was this it, but this he episode? I don't remember. He didn't tell her that all those people yeah, died. She, they said she Yeah, because that would have gotten
1: her panties in a
0: bunch. Yeah, I hate it. I didn't to want me. to. Uh, yeah, I was like,
1: oh, uh, why did you he tell her? All these people died. I just love die. that people are like, Carol, because she's going
0: to kick everyone's ass. I'm like, she's an old lady. No, but she could take it. Yeah. she. Can, this would give her a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Her just-
2: character arc has been probably one of the more frustrating things besides Rick being a pussy for half this season. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, it's so back and forth. Yeah.
2: Like, why is she the one to break down? Like, all these people have seen some horrible shit. Yet yeah. she's like the most badass one that they've built up. Why is she the one to suddenly be like, "I kill one more person and exactly. my soul is gone. I am yeah. not going to heaven anymore."
0: Wh- yeah, like, where is this fuck? coming from? All of a sudden, where is that yeah. coming from? It doesn't, yeah, it make, doesn't, any doesn't sense. make
1: any sense. No,
0: no, it doesn't. It no, it doesn't.
1: So and like she why? Like, like she can, yeah.
0: Like Daryl would tell her,
1: good at it." Yeah. yeah. You,
2: why doesn't Daryl tell she's a fucking badass. She can handle it. She can
1: take it. Yes, she like, can so take she's become it. a can, pussy. Become more desensitized. Right. You know we could become like more sensitive. And Morgan's the same way too. It's like it's, a, yeah, Morgan, it's like a sickness yeah. spreading. Niceness.
0: You got to you got to get rid of those people. <laughs> <laughs> at least uh niceness is has no place in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. At least at least Father Gabriel we found out that like he wasn't a fucking coward and he was actually trying to help and we still don't know what he did with all that stuff. Did he give it to them when he took all the food and the knives? Yeah,
2: because that was all the stuff that they got from the, the boat. Oh, the, the boat.
0: That's right. That's yeah. what they wanted. The want, river, the houseboat or whatever. Yeah. But he did that in, in hoping that they would help him fight Negan. I think they'll help him fight Negan. I wonder if these people have even met Negan.
2: Well, yeah, he saw he understand. met them. And what I got from him is he met them. They ambushed him. And then he realized like he that these people might have some shit. So he left a clue. Because he was like, I was on watch, and then I noticed something in the inside the gates, and I was like, I had to go investigate, and then he was ambushed.
0: Oh, you're talking about uh, Gabriel? Gabriel, yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck were you talking about? No, I thought I was, uh, I thought you were talking about Negan. Negan! Like, have they met Negan? Negan!
2: Oh, that's, the, that's the next episode. That's the one that happened this past week.
0: This Negan's crazy. Okay, let's get to that episode. Episode 11, titled Hostile and Calamities. Now, after like two episodes of them kind of moving the story... Uh, all of a sudden, yeah, I put the brakes on. Let's rewind back to where Daryl escaped and show you what the fuck was going on here mm-hmm. with the Saviors and Negan. Not moving the timeline anymore forward. Now, having said that, I love Eugene. I could I could do, I could could do spend a whole episode with Eugene. At least it was Eugene. He was hilarious. But did we learn anything from this episode <laughs> that we didn't already know? No. In fact, I, it, I would argue, the, yeah. The only,
1: the only thing that we learned is the girl is the person who set Daryl free, supposedly.
0: Was Cheryl, yes, uh, Dwight's wife, which she is missing, and that's it. That's all you learn. You don't learn learn anything else other than that. You learn you learn Negan will throw you in the fucking fire pit if you uh, fuck around. Instead well, of you, just burning you also learn
2: off. that Dwight is um his, his questioning turning. his loyalty a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you do learn that. I, I the Dwight stuff. I think for me, really, where, actually, I, I kind of liked this episode, although it, it kind of spun its wheels a little bit. I kind of liked
0: it. It did. It did. Eugene had some great lines, though. My favorite at the end, where she's like, you're a coward. He goes, that would be a correct assessment. (laughs) He's so great. He's like, I've been gifted these pickles. Thank you very much. And then when he's like, who are you? Uh, Before even Negan can finish, he goes, I'm Negan. I've always been Negan. I'll always be Negan. In fact, I think I just needed to meet you to make sure I was Negan before I met you. So my question is, is Eugene playing along or has he really betrayed this group? What is going on? I think that he's doing a little
1: bit of both. Okay, I
0: think yeah, that, I, I think,
1: think that right. he's going to look. He can't do anything. He's there. He's fucked. So he's gonna he's going to like use it to his advantage.
0: He's got a nice life while he's there. He's gonna get pickles. Sure. He's
1: gonna play some video
0: games, playing like Yards of Revenge. He's got a nice room gonna, with like
1: yeah. He's gonna be useful. Yeah, and then when he sees the opportunity to like maybe. And or Rick
0: comes in, he's going to go back to Rick, you know, because there was that one quick shot where he saw. Remember, he saw that dude in the mess hall, like pocket bread. Yeah. And he didn't say anything. And I was like, what was that? Why would he weird? Right. So if if he was trying to be loyal to Negan for real, wouldn't he rat the guy out to gain some bounty points? He is a coward. Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't know. Maybe he would. But.
0: I mean, at the same time, he makes the the, the pill that that they thought he thought was going to be for the girls and figures it out. And he's like, I ain't giving this to you because Negan's going to fucking trace this back to me. Yeah. Which is smart. I thought he did a lot of smart things in his own Eugene way. Yeah. Kind of float in between the line. Because I was like, I don't understand. I'm not sure if he's actually in on this or he's just fucking with them.
2: Let me me propose to you the two scenarios that I've deduced might be the case. So scenario number one, Cesario. Negan, or uh, Cesario, <laughs> Eugene is secretly playing them, which they kind of hinted at. Yeah. And Eugene, and when Eugene and Dwight meet each other at the end, they both know that ah. that, the, that each other is trying to scheme and they're going to start working yeah. with each other. So they're going to kill it from the inside.
0: That would That's make
2: scenario sense. number one. Okay. Scenario number two is a double cross. Is a double turn, as they say in pro wrestling.
0: A double White double turn. Yeah,
2: goes from good guy from bad guy to good guy. Yeah, yeah. Eugene is revealed ah. as a terrible human that is a pussy and has found his fucking home in Negan and he's roll, running like a king and he turns his back on the fucking Rick and his clan.
0: shit. Both of those scenarios are so like they both make sense because They both make on sense. The, on the one hand, if I was Eugene, I would be like, this is the nicest. Uh, room I've ever had so far in my whole journey. I've never been given something like this with the other group. I'm Negan likes me. I know my my spot here. I can play Yars' Revenge. I got a jar of pickles. I might as well just stay here. Isn't it better in Alexandria, though? They
1: have nice houses there and shit. That's true. Yeah, but
2: Negan is uh, Eugene is so much or people think he's so smart that he can walk into a room and con that person out to give him all the (laughs) cough drops. Like,
0: that was hilarious. He was like, I'm taking this. I will work like, for Negan. I don't know if you know me. Is he
2: smiling because he's gaming Negan and he's going to fucking infiltrate or is he smiling because exactly. holy shit, I can game everybody and be like live like a king here. And I, I love, love it. I here. love
0: He loves yeah. to lie. That's his thing. Yeah, he's but what uh, absolutely. That's his main skill
1: is lying from the
0: very beginning. That he lied to everybody. When asked him
1: about the genome project, he switched the subject really quick. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah.
0: He's a no shit and she kind of did. But that smile at the end was was fantastic cuz it said so much what you just said Anthony in that little brief smile he gave at the end. I was like No
2: now what I'm hoping for as up. a as a Eugene fan yeah. is for him to be scheming with Dwight. That they that was a, like a nice little acknowledgement. They're like we are Negan. And he's like, "Yep, we are Negan." Like yep. as if like, yeah. like sarcastically. But yeah. what I think would be even cooler for the story is if Eugene is revealed as a fucking yellow bastard. And, and, they, <laughs> and He like, actually and, does. And he does actually fucking Mm. Turn on Alexandria and Dwight turns on fucking the Saviors. That I think would be cause more of a clamor. Shit, I
0: like I like both of those. I don't know. I love Yeah. I love the Eugene Dwight team up, but seeing Eugene go heel like that would be fucking nuts too. I love how when remember he apologized to Dwight for biting him his crotch, but he like was eating a pickle at the time? He's eating a pickle and he's like, Sarah bitch in the Dingleberries. It's great. The pickles are so funny. I was like, "What's in the jar of pickles?" You got pickles. Pickles. He loves pickles. Yeah. Who does it? Who does it? No, those. Uh, uh, yeah, while it was spinning its wheels, I uh, I enjoyed it because primarily because of Eugene, and you got to see and Negan, of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan again, just solid at every scene he's in. Well,
2: you also had some a pretty solid performance from Dwight going to back yeah, Dwight, the, house, and the and actually the bringing girls. back the pretzels and the beer.
0: Yeah, yeah, that he promised. Yeah. And then and he covering. frames Why did he he framed the doctor? I didn't get that. Uh, I am not.
1: No, because he had to sure. say that, he had to say that Because he lied
0: and said that he killed that sh- he killed Sherry. Yeah. And uh, but so, okay, no, here's a bigger question. Why is Negan buying all this horse shit from Eugene and Dwight or does Negan know he's being lied to? He's smarter than this. He should be able to see through both these motherfuckers. Really? I think so. Maybe
2: Dwight. I don't know about Eugene. Maybe not Eugene, but... Eugene made a bullet out of fucking scrap.
0: That's true. It's very valuable for for Negan. Yeah. But why is he buying Dwight's story? Dwight is a little weird that he's buying that. Because if Sherry shows up... If Sherry shows up, he's fucked. Right. You know, if Negan ever finds her. So he throws... Uh, Doctor well, Carson, in, under the bus into the fire. <laughs> Negan, Negan likes playing with people. That's why. Yeah, yeah, he loves the manipulation. I was like, the Negan should know that one of these guys is lying, and he might, and he might just hey, be playing it you know, for the crowd. Just, that's the way he he gets off. So, I love when he's like, "How would you solve this problem?" And then, and then uh, uh, Eugene's like, "Just pour molten molten metal over him." And then Negan's like, not only is that practical, that's just badass. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Smarty Pants, you're going to be very valuable. That's a lot of great banter. Good dialogue. I loved it. Huh. That should protect you from any hostiles and calamities. All right. Any any other final uh, observations on uh, The Walking Dead, guys?
2: I, I would say oh, it's the the ending that got me
0: hyped. Where uh, where do you think? Uh, I wonder yeah, where, the where next, it's going to go. going to pick up again? Yeah. What were you saying, rugs?
1: I was going to say, when's it? This is done for now or is it coming back?
0: No, no, I think uh we got one more next week. Okay, good. I think uh I think it's gonna go until it's over. Hmm. By the way, they're giving Chris Hardwick uh a spin-off talk show. For what? Another uh, one? Well, he so he's finally getting kinda what he wants. They're describing this as part Comic-Con panel, part talk show, part nerdist podcast. He's gonna have a show uh where he can talk about pop culture in general. Uh, He has brought Talking Dead 4 million viewers. Uh, There are times when more people tune into this than the late night shows. Having The Walking Dead as a lead-in doesn't hurt, of course. But he has built this thing. And I know he wants, like, a full-time pop culture talk show. And they announced that he is – they're going to spin it off. And it's just – I don't know what it's going to be called. But just expect more Chris Hardwick on the TV, people.
1: Hmm. Talking Nerd will be
0: called. Talking Nerd or some shit. I mean, the, the podcast is just called The Nerdist. So, he might have to come up with another brand thing, but I could fi- I mean, I, it, it works for him because th- he does. You combine his Comic Con panel shit with his interview skills on the podcast with his love for uh, geek culture. Ugh. Boo. And his experience was singled out. <laughs> and hosting at midnight comedians. All right, good stuff. Uh, I got a couple of uh, listener feedback I want to share, and then we're going to peace out. Uh, let's start with. Comments to our episode 153, which was a Greg Schiegel interview. And the first one comes from Scott Weinstein, who was on the show, who hooked us up with Greg. He says, hey, Imran, I just finished your episode with Greg. That was fantastic. You did a great job. I really enjoyed the section when you were talking about his drawing style and his coloring technique. It's always cool to hear actual artists interviewing other artists about their work. There's a realness you can't get anywhere else. Reminds me of the old Pratt days. Awesome. Thanks, Scott.
2: He must use artists very loosely in describing you.
0: Ah, fuck off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, uh Also, Leonard... Leonard ah,
2: fuck off. That was great.
0: Fuck yo. <laughs> Leonard Angelo at Le- L'Angelo Art on Twitter tweets, this was a great conversation. Nice to hear an independent creator share his process. Look, I love when if you're an artist and you like to hear about the creative process... This is something I love to geek out about. I love talking to artists about that. And uh, that is a great episode for that. Check it Did out. Did you
2: know that guy? LeAngelo Le- Leonard Angelo? No. Nope. Oh,
0: cool. That is a uh, tweet from a listener. Now we know his name. Leonard Angelo. Great. Thanks, Leonard, Leonard for tweeting. Uh, now uh, now we got, uh, as promised, Jimmy grabbing, Jimmy the Geek and his newsroom pals, feedback that he promised on Twitter. And this is great. He says, what's up, dudes? Good earth to you. He says, hey guys, sorry I haven't been able to send feedback in a while. Us folks in Northern California were evacuated from our homes recently because of a potential damn failure. Oh, shit. Uh, We actually made NBC Nightly News, so kind of a big deal, but everything ended up being okay and we're safely back home. That's good. Wow. Anyways, that being said, I still been able to keep up on all your recent shows. I just wanted to point out... How much I appreciate the diversity you have on the show. You do a good job mixing in news with reviews, but also the long-form interviews. One of my favorite episodes you've done was your interview with Floyd Norman. I also enjoyed your recent talk with Greg Schiegel. As a journalist, I appreciate your guys' questions and the way you mix in a conversational vibe, throwing in Geek moments and oh, shit. sound bites. <laughs> One of the recent shows, you guys went on a tangent at the end of the show about Disney stuff, which was awesome. I feel like those freeform tangents you guys go on are what make the show so great and so enjoyable. I can't get feedback on all the topics covered in recent shows in one email, but hoping you guys break down the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. LMD finale may have been one of the best episodes in the series. I know this show might be on the chopping block at ABC, but for a network superhero show, it's pretty fucking legit, especially when comparing it to the great powerless on NBC. Lame. Van Wayne, really? Thanks for putting out great content every week. Always look forward to it. Jimmy the Geek and his newsroom pals. Shout out to the newsroom. What's up? Thanks for writing in, Jimmy. This is probably like one of the most valuable and awesome emails we've gotten in a while. Because look, he's telling us the stuff he likes. Yeah, he's going to get feedback. Yeah.
2: And and you guys delivered on what he wanted. An Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. LMD finale.
0: We delivered on what he wanted. Well, that's why I put it in here. Because he written this. See how I'm not stupid. I programmed this shit. (laughs) questionable (laughs) (laughs) I did that on purpose but if you appreciate the diversity man that science is superhero show that's even more like just uh, crazy diverse show but this is also
2: the diversity in the cast of the show you got a fucking
0: white Muslim
2: dude Yeah, you got a fucking Asian (laughs) Polish white on the outside and you got a fucking puppet even though no one can see that it's a fucking puppet
0: but he's a puppet trust us he is yeah just go to YouTube's yes Geerific. but this is what we need like we know i love just the the feedback and uh that you're enjoying it and uh reading stuff like this just encourages me to fucking keep going it's great thank you so much thank you so much for writing it moving on matthew lawrence at MJ Law 83 who is the listener on twitter who called us out for missing our sunday release and kind of egged me to go back to the sunday release so thank you he tweeted at lawrence holmes anthony Sportscaster Lawrence Holmes He says at Lawrence Holmes And I have to thank you for turning me on to the Nerds Jock and Nerdcast Listen to that in AM instead of Grobber Thanks What's a Grobber? I don't
2: know Les, Les Grobstein is uh
0: oh, here. Wow we replaced a, an actual sports broadcaster In uh, his listening habits Yeah fuck
1: that's, you jocks
0: <laughs> 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 That's pretty good Who cares a jock said that Oh, yeah. Do you even podcast? <laughs> uh, history of bad idea Okay now we're on to uh our science of superheroes show, History of Bad Ideas tweeted, awesome show. David Zika comments, must have new superhero who milks a goat to create spider webs. Oh shit. I love that. Remember that? Spider goats. They're using the, the goat milk to, protein to create spider webs. Bukaki. Bukaki webs. They're bukaki webs. <laughs> Squirt the goat bukaki. Oh, Jesus. Varmints podcast tweeted, uh, this is one of my favorite episodes so far. Nice. Uh, and Varmint's, yeah, Varmint's is Paul Chomo, Donna Hume. He's written in before. And Ruggs, remember you wanted him to do a penguin's episode? Yeah, I listened to some of it, yes. Yeah, they put it out. That if you go to BlazingCaribouStudios.com slash Pangolins, I'll put it in the show notes. They did a whole show dedicated to Rugboy. There's, it's a very Casey Kasem-style letter of a, a dying rug boy that we sent him yeah, uh, as good. a request. <laughs> that was great. And apparently they recorded on World Penguin Day. Which I I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. It's serendipitous. Very serendipitous. So thanks for doing that. Check all that stuff out. Finally, we're almost done. Bear with me, listener. Couple of podcast shout outs. I want you to check out Trivia Geeks podcast because sometimes I'm a team captain on there, but sometimes I'm hosting the whole goddamn show. They got me hosting uh, for the month of March. It's a lot of fun. We do it live on YouTube. If you follow them, I'll put links. I'll embed some of the recent videos Into the show notes. You can check it out. Lots of fun. And then they uh, wrote me into this little other project called sketching comedy, which is a, it's a YouTube show, kind of a podcast. Basically me and this other guy, Phil rude are doodling while Carrie Sims, uh, learns about cartoonists and comic book artists every week. We pick so far. We've done, uh, Todd McFarlane. We just did John Romita jr. We talked about Tex Avery and Chuck Jones, And she's learning about these artists, and we geek out about the artists while making silly doodles that sometimes have something to do with it. But we end up with a drawing at the end, uh, and the shows are short. They're like 20 to 30 minutes. It's a lot of fun, actually. They're just like the length of our shows. Yes, they're exactly minus four times. (laughs) Okay, and last podcast that's really hot that has kind of a connection to the show in a six degrees of Kevin Bacon sort of way. Uh, You may know if you're a podcast listener, these true crime podcasts are or all the rage right now, started with cereal last year, got us on. Uh, and there's a lot of good ones out there, but there's a new one that's number one in on iTunes. It's a little quirky. It's called Missing Richard Simmons. Uh, apparently Richard Simmons in 2014, just like he was doing his exercise classes, and one day he just stopped showing up. Hmm. He stopped talking to anybody. He stopped contacting all his fans and family that he talked to forever. Just drops out of sight. So this guy, Dan, who uh, used to take his classes? He's putting the show together, trying to find out what the fuck happened to Richard Simmons. Now, why? Uh, this podcast is very popular, but also what's cool it is it's produced by one David Malofsky's brother, Henry. Oh, shit. Henry Malofsky is producing the number one podcast on iTunes. And uh, I, I recommend checking out. There's three episodes. It's very charming. And it's like light, you learn a lot about Richard Simmons, and the guy did a lot of shit. Like he's he he's pretty revolutionary. He's helped tons of people. Let's get a
1: let's get a promo on that Richard Simmons podcast.
0: Ooh, that's a good this. But this is uh, there's a lot of money behind this podcast. This is like a big time produced like. Oh really? Up, up there with like an NPR. I forget so who the company so, is. So are we? Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, uh, We've got all those patreons. David, patreons. work it out, man. Yeah. Let, yeah, I would love to. Maybe we talk to Henry. We, but that it's uh, it it is very popular. Uh, it's been all over the news. Missing Richard Simmons. It doesn't need our help, but David Malofsky's brother, Six Degrees, kind of the connection to the show. I'm enjoying it. Nice. It's charming. I don't know how you find time. I Look, I, it's podcast. I listen to it in my office I, when I'm driving, uh, I've uh, washing the dishes. It's the one thing you can do while doing other things. So you can- I can't do it, it at work. Things. That I can listen well, to it in the You can't do it in your situation. Yeah. No. Yeah, you can. You have a cubicle. I have an office. So there's a little bit of a difference. Are you trying to say you, just, you're, the, dude, you're higher up on the food chain than me, you son of a bitch? I, did, kill look, you. I didn't say that. Oh, I didn't
1: say <laughs> that. Ice <My street>, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Get your hand off my penis!
0: All right, that's the show, everybody. Thanks waving for your listening. albino dick in front of me, you asshole. Ah, ah. Speaking of, get your show on. How did you know it was albino? Did, who told it's you? It's got right.
1: one brown part to it.
0: <laughs> it's like a, uh, you know what it's like? you seen those uh jello pudding snacks, the, the snack packs that are like chocolate, vanilla chocolate. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hairy snack pack. Oh, shit. <laughs> just picture great, a up- hairy Jello pudding snack pack. I think we just and lost that's all, my all junk, our listeners. People. Oh, look at those unsubscribes. Oh, my God. How did that happen? This show isn't even out and people are unsubscribing. That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Bugs, where can the people find you?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I am. Just sitting there uh, waiting for Twitter to
0: load. <laughs> for some reason it's taking forever to load anything on Twitter. I like can't boy sitting it there out. with his hand up his slack hole waiting for it to load.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, what the fuck's going on. I just see a circle going around and
0: around. Twitter get your shit together. Uh-huh. I think Donald Trump broke Twitter. That's what happened. I think that's what happened. Look, listener, just subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, visit jocko.com. Slash review, it'll take you to our iTunes page. And finally, tell a friend, spread the geekery, spread the jock and nerd empire. Uh, Let's get everyone on board. But thank you for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for everybody writing in. You guys are awesome. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And we'll catch you next time.